Welcome to Around the Table. This summer, a group of elders gathered in Tremont for a panel discussion about the recent work the elder body has done to clarify the role of women in the church. In part one of this two-part series, they explain how this topic came forward, what it means for our women and men, and how to prevent going down a slippery slope. And brothers and sisters, we are relying on the the guiding of the Holy Spirit. That's who we're trusting in. As we've prepared for today, we've been praying that God would guide us. And so I believe he definitely will be here with us. And so we're trusting in him. So the first question is going to be addressed to Brother Bruce. Can you give us a little bit of the history of this discussion within the elder body? When did this topic first arise? And how has the elder body continued? How has the elder body continued their discussion on the topic over the last few years? So, Brother Bruce, if you could share. Yeah, thanks, Brother James. So, I think the beginning of this um, goes back to our small group elder meetings in Chicago. We call them the forums. Uh, a fourth of the elder body is there, four different meetings. Um, this particular time was in 2018. And one of the evenings at the forum is set aside for what I would call elder learning or strengthening. It's a night where it is something about our personal growth or learning. And a couple sisters had been asked to come and share in regards to the topic of us as elders and ordained deacons counseling women. And unless you've, uh, I guess the sisters would probably understand this, but from the brother's standpoint, unless you're an elder or an ordained deacon, you might not think about some of the delicate nature that that can present at times. And so we recognized as an elder body that there was probably some learning that we needed to know because we were all men. And so we asked a couple sisters to come and share. And they shared a number of things about from a woman's perspective, what it's like to go talk to a man about something that is really personal and hard to share. And so that was, it was a very helpful conversation for us. And, um, and in many ways, I would say for me that, that uh, gave me a little bit of a shift personally. I had been involved in some situations of trying to help sisters through some things that it was not healthy for me or for them. And um, since then, I've used some sisters in those situations with much better, um, really good results. And so that was helpful for me. But that's just a little bit of an introduction. And then one of the brothers asked those sisters, what's it like? to be a sister in the Apostolic Christian Church. And then maybe a follow-up, and I, I can't remember the exact wording, something about what do women in the Apostolic Christian, a sister in the Apostolic Christian Church, what do they desire? And I can't tell you exactly the words that the sister answered, but I can tell you that the gist of it, and I can tell you we, we heard it over and over again over the next several years, and that was this. We want to be involved and useful in the church. We are well aware and committed to the biblical boundaries. We don't want to be fathers of the church. We want to be mothers. 
and then the statement that we aren't clear on exactly where those boundaries lie. And so often we hold back because we're not clear. And so really from that, um, I can just remember a conversation starting among the elders that were there as we talked through some of those um, topics or some of the things we had just heard and saying we, we probably really do need to talk about to help bring some clarity about what's appropriate and what's not appropriate uh, in, from a biblical standpoint. And so um, that's, that's how it started in the elder body. Again, that was 2018. So from that time, well, really, I guess I should say, you know, so there's been a lot of questions of how did this come? I mean, were there sisters pushing for this, to, for this topic to go through? And the, the answer to that is clearly a no. That was not, there was not a push there. Another question, did the elder body approach this topic because they felt like sisters were being treated unfairly? I would say no. But as we went through the topic, we probably had some, I learned some things. I can say that. I learned some things. So then, just to give you a little up, or a little insight into how the elder body approaches a topic like this, once we have the topic, we go through a somewhat a similar pattern each time, and that pattern first starts with scripture. Well, what does the scripture say? And that is not only looking at certain key texts in the scripture, but it's also just looking at the big picture of how we, in in this instance, how we saw women being used in the scripture. We often ask the question, what do we see in Christian history on this topic? In full transparency, we didn't do a lot um, in Christian history as we looked at this topic, just to be open. But, and then we talked about what do we see in our own church history and, um, what is what's been what's happened in the past and what's currently happening that brought some i would say that was an interesting conversation some things that i didn't realize from history and frankly maybe i didn't realize currently but then we we talked about we began to talk about those things and line the scripture up with practice and ask ourselves the question um like in timothy first timothy 2 what does it mean for a woman in submissiveness to learn and not to usurp authority? Um, what does 1 Corinthians 14 mean when it talks about that order in the church service? And so we, we talked through those scriptures, and yet at the same time, we tried to look at the bigger uh, scope of scripture, and we came up with four key topics or key points that we tried to uh, we tried to focus on. And one first point would be equal in value, clear biblical teaching that men and women are equal in value in the sight of God, created in the image of God. Um, We believe both men and women are gifted by God for service, for his service. We believe both men and women are called to serve. And we believe that men and women are placed in the body as it pleases him. And so the, you could say the roles that God has laid out in the scripture for his church body to function. So, Brother James, that's kind of what I have. 
Thank you, Brother Bruce. Brother Steve, you have anything to add, or Brother Mark? I might state a little bit about the document that you have in your hand back in March of 2020. And Phoenix, we were charged, the EPC Elder Planning Committee was charged to put some bullet points to those four topics of equal in value, uh, gifted by God, called to serve, and, and uh, placed in a body. And so we did in a uh, document that went through uh, a series of edits and reviews. Uh, it wasn't just the elder body speaking into that, but it, we had information and uh, communication from sisters, older, younger. So it was a fairly reasonable, uh, I guess, group that spoke into this. And it, to, to produce a teaching document, not something that's the final say about this topic, but something to help us to kind of step in to, to this area. Uh, it was purposely written in a sense that we didn't start with cautions. Like, these are the things that sisters can't do. We want it to be more of an affirmation of, of making clarity on what, what are the boundaries and, and where can they freely work. And so it was meant to have that kind of perspective and uh, it's meant to be a teaching document. So I encourage you, it's not something that was highly polished in, in wordsmith like our statement of faith and the four pillar mission and purpose vision. It was more, uh, more of a document to help us converse about this and talk about it and to learn. So uh, it's a teaching document. And so there was some application points and that's usually where the rub is. And these application points are, are just examples of how some of these principles can be applied and, and how they are being applied in some churches, some of our apostolic churches, but not in all. And it's not meant to be a mandate or directive, but they're just helping us to see, okay, what does it mean um, they're gifted and they're called to serve and they're placed in the body? How does that play out? And so there's some examples provided. So I encourage you not to be hypercritical about it, but just to use it and try to capture the principles that are there. So the next question is for Brother Mark. And Brother Mark, what does this increased focus on the role of women, sisters, within the church mean for the men, brothers, within the church? And then how does this focus affect their roles, meaning the men, and responsibilities of spiritual leadership and headship? So first, uh, maybe anchoring back to this morning's service, you know, we're all in the body of Christ. And, and to some of the things Bruce called out, it's on your sheet, called by God, placed in the body, gifted by God. And that's all of us, isn't it? It's just not male and female. It's all of us. This week we had our vacation Bible school and your choir came and sang to us. It was beautiful. Gifted by God to sing joyfully and to share their gifts with us. And so all of us are gifted differently but in particular, God made us male and female. Genesis 1.27, we all know this. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. So who created us female and male? God did. Uniquely created both, as we already heard about, equal in value, both created in the image of God. The breath of life breathed into both male and female. They became living souls. And so God has created us all as male and female. And so distinctly different in role. And so today we're talking 
a lot about the role of women, but I'm going to take just a minute to talk about the role of men. And, and I think in the future, we might even come out with some additional teachings on men. But men are called to be the servant leader. In a minute here, we're going to talk about it in the church. But in the church and in the family, servant leaders to lead with gentleness and kindness and respect, to take the spiritual leadership in the home and in the church. So, so back to equal in value, and we have all been given gifts. The greatest gift is salvation, isn't it? Salvation by faith in Jesus Christ. And so one of my observations, looking at Christian history and watching tendencies in churches, is sometimes when a woman steps up, a man can step back and give the leadership I'll say it this way. Sometimes we men can be not as spiritual as we should be. We can get focused on providing and physical things. But that's not what God calls us to. And as we talk to the women about stepping up and helping and counseling or whatever else, that's not to call the men to step back. We men have the responsibility to lead with gentleness, with respect, with kindness, all those things. But still to step into that leadership role and to lead our church to feed our church from the word of God, to lead our families and to feed our families God's word. Galatians 3.18 says it this way, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. It doesn't matter what nationality. There is no excuse for racism in, in Christian circle. There's neither bond nor free. It doesn't matter if you're the king or the servant. It doesn't mean if you're rich or poor or even a bond or a servant or a slave. Neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. Does that mean there's no distinction? No, we just read God created male. What he's saying here is we are equal in value. And here's how it ends. For they are all one in Christ Jesus. So, I'm going to talk about women today. But men, you have a responsibility too to be what? Spiritual man, to be one in Christ. To be all that God has created you to be to lead and to feed the family and his church. I would just add one thing. Brother Mark mentioned about that possibly we would be coming out with some future teachings to the brothers about our responsibility to lead. I mean, that, that is something that came out of this. As the, as the elder body looked at this, we said, we want this to be an encouragement to our sisters, but we want to make a call to the brothers. And so we, that's on the agenda that we are planning to talk about that this year um, in our meetings. Okay, so this, this is kind of really a follow-up question to that, Brother Mark. So this will be, again, addressed to Brother Mark. Um, there are boundaries within the scriptures that we want to be mindful of. As the elders have discussed this topic, what scriptural boundaries have you seen laid out and affirmed that's the first question. And then how would you address the fears that some might have that this change is perhaps a slippery slope to areas that might eventually not be scriptural? Yeah, so I want to anchor to the key word in a number of those sentences, scriptural boundaries, and eventually down the slippery slope to not be scriptural. And so as Brother Bruce outlined a little bit ago, how did we land? How did this conversation go? It started with, well, what does the scripture say? 
And that should be the, the challenge or the, the foundation that we build everything on. As you leave here today, what you need to examine is not exactly what Mark or Steve or Bruce or somebody else said. What does Scripture say? And are we as a church aligning to and grounding ourselves in Scripture? I think we can all agree American society is not grounding everything it does in, in Scripture. But we are the church of God. And so we are called to ground ourselves in Scripture. So I'm going to read a couple of Scriptures and make a few comments. Brother Bruce already alluded to these. But 1 Corinthians 14, 34. Let your women keep silent in the churches, for it is not permitted unto them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience as also under the law. And if they will learn anything, let them ask their husbands at home, for it is a shame for the woman to speak in the church. There's different ways that can be interpreted. Well, let's walk through it together here. What's it not talking about? Well, first off, there's a word in that says learn. And we're going to anchor on that word here in a minute. But, but it's not talking about speaking. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't have sang this afternoon. But you sang here, didn't you? That's speaking. You talked out back, didn't you? You fellowshiped. We fellowshiped together. So it's, so it's not talking about that. In fact, for a testimony, we bring a sister or a brother up here, and they speak to the whole church. So apparently we don't think it means that either, does it? And, and, so, and so there'll be other applications that we're going to talk about going forward here, giving off greetings possibly, or doing some Bible studies, right? So it's an application of this teaching. So what does the teaching mean? It's not talking about just language as in speaking. It's talking about learning or teaching, the best place when you have a scripture like that and you want to go, I wonder what it means, is to not to go to your personal experience, not even go to history first, is to go to other scriptures. So let's, let's go to another scripture, 1 Timothy 2, 11 and 12. Let's see if it confirms what I just said. But let the woman learn in silence with all subjection. So that's similar. But listen to this one. But I suffer not a woman to teach nor your separate authority or, or have authority over the man to but be in silence. And so what it's talking about, isn't it, both of them, is teaching from an authority position. That the role of a minister, the role of a deacon, the role of an elder is to be reserved for men. That's how God designed it. Both equal both valued in different ways, but God has called us. And, and what I like to say is whenever you establish something like that, so I just established a, a Bible teaching there, didn't we, from Scripture. Can we find it acted out? That's what I was like to ask. Can I find, if I think that's what the Bible's saying, can I find it lived out in the Scriptures? Well, here it comes, the Apostle Paul. He writes a letter to two different elders, Titus and Timothy. And when he writes those letters to them, he says, Brothers, you need to ordain leadership in every city. You need to ordain elders and deacons in those cities. And then here's how he says it. I won't, I won't go quote it, but it says, make sure that he is the husband of one wife. There it is. So for the leadership, teaching. And so how do we keep from going down the slippery slope? We anchor to scripture and we say, we may make some application choices about giving off greetings, giving testimonies, singing, whatever. But we need a hold of the scripture that says God has called men to be the spiritual leadership in the home, a servant leadership, a humble leadership, a kind leadership. And he's called those same men to lead in the church as a minister, as a deacon, 
as an elder, same model, it should be a servant leadership. We, we don't sit up here as lords over this church. There's only one Lord. There's only one master. It's Jesus. But he's called us then to come alongside and serve. And so how do we keep from going down the slippery slope? We stayed anchored in Scripture, as we heard this morning, the milk of the word, the, the, the meat of the word, it says in our place. We anchor to Scripture as our sustainment and our strength. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your interest and also welcome your comments. To share your feedback or episode ideas, go to the settings menu in AC Central, select User Feedback, and when the web page opens, click the Feedback on Around the Table link. Around the Table is a production of Onward Media, a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church.